0: of Sioux Falls Office of Adult Faith Formation. This is the Prairie Rome Companion with Dr. Chris Bergwald. Hello, I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald, and welcome to this 11th episode of Prairie Rome Companion. In this episode, we're going to hear the second part of an interview that I did with philosopher Dr. Patrick Lee. Dr. Lee is a bioethicist at Franciscan University of Steubenville, and he's going to be talking in this uh, interview, this part of the interview, about how we know... That the human embryo is in fact a human being. I hope you enjoy the interview. And, now, and then looking at some of the the bigger issues in bioethics today, what what are some of the more uh, discussed, uh, more widely um, thought about issues in bioethics in in our time?
1: Well, the the uh, some of the most controversial ones recently have been uh, i will mentioned two. Uh, of course, I've mentioned it before. Is the is the embryo-destructive research? Uh, of course, the the House of Representatives is just pass, pass passing a bill uh, uh, to try to override uh, President Bush's uh, uh, position uh, against embryo-destructive uh, research. He, he in, in August of 2001, he said that that uh, well, actually, it was federal funding for embryo-destructive research. But he said that there would be no federal funding for the killing of any of any uh, any, for research that involved killing any embryos. You could you could research the you could you could do research on the stem cell lines that that were already in existence up to that point. But you can't but you can't use federal funds on research that involves killing any new embryos. That's of course the 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 House of Representatives with the with uh, has voted to. uh, to overturn to to overturn that uh, uh, presidential uh, directive and then uh, that goes to the Senate. Uh, the last time the they did they did present a bill the Congress did present a bill uh, to uh, to overturn that uh, that uh, ban against funding uh, uh, killing embryos was uh, was uh, the, that was the first time that President Bush vetoed? Uh, that was his uh, a bill. That was his first veto, and I, I expect he'll veto that again. So the embryonic, this embryo-destructive stem cell research is a, is of a, a very controversial issue. There's a lot of misinformation about uh, about uh, about what's involved in embryonic stem cell research and in uh, the promises of it and, and and alternatives and so forth. And the other one that has to do with um, um, um the use of uh, of um, artificial nutrition and, and hydration whether that is ordinary care or whether that is can be often considered to be extraordinary care and that was the one of the, the biggest issue in the Terry Shivo case, mm-hmm. where where they uh, uh, her husband uh, and I'm not judging his guilt or innocence here but uh, her husband uh, got uh, 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 um, required her to be her uh... he withdrew consent for the uh... the uh... uh, tube feeding Mm -hmm. Uh, and so uh... they withdrew the tube feeding and she died of starvation and uh... the question is well what is that tube feeding is that ordinary care or extraordinary care and so these two issues, you know, are, are are very big issues today. Very controversial issues. The the embryonic stem cell research issue is going to be that's going to be and and, and of course abortion as a whole. though that's going to be a controversial issue for decades to come.
0: Okay, all right. Um, looking in particular, the first one that you mentioned, embryonic stem cell research, and as and as uh, you as you put it, embryo-destructive uh, stem cell research. Uh, that to me, that's a, that's a crucial. Qualifier, because it seems to me that probably most people don't realize, or many people at least don't realize, that embryonic stem cell research requires the destruction of, that is, the killing of that human yep. embryo from who from which the stem cells are extracted, or from whom from whom the stem cells are extracted.
1: Yeah, exactly. The, the what they do in, em, in embryonic to, to obtain the embryonic stem cells, they they. They, uh, they they take an embryo of maybe five or six days old, and they have to basically dissect that embryo to get the cells or uh, from the or a few cells from the inner cell mass that are at that stage stem cells. And uh, of course, di- dismembering this embryo uh, is uh, is killing it. So they're so they're they're dismembering a, a human embryo, which uh, is clearly a human life. Biology, when you look at the biology of it, when you look at the embryology of it, you can see that this is a distinct human organism. It's not a part of the mother. It's not a part of the father. It's not a mere bundle of cells. It's an act. It's a. It's a actively developing human organism, just at the earliest stages of his or her development. Uh, they dismember that in order to obtain the stem cells for either research purposes or possibly some therapeutic services, uh, uh, purposes down the line. This is the idea. Now, of course, they haven't had any success whatsoever on the therapeutic, uh, side of this. Uh, and we have had success, much success, with stem cells derived from, from other sources, from, from adults, from the late, the most recent one was from amniotic fluid. They got some stem cells from amniotic fluid, which are ju- which which are either just as or almost as versatile as stem as embryonic stem cells. but for some reason the our culture and the, many of the scientists are still pushing for uh, embryonic stem cell research embryonic stem cells. And, but to obtain those is it, dismembering that. and again, we're not a, we're not opposed to. Stem cell research, Again, it's, it's often said, well, Catholics are against stem cell research. We're not against stem cell research. We are in favor of stem cell, getting stem cells from adults or from amniotic fluid or uh, 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 the, 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 the blood uh, of, uh, from the umbilical cord. There are various sources for that. Uh, what we are opposed to is uh, dissecting or dismembering a human embryo in order to get his body parts for the use of another.
0: Right. It's sort of like saying, uh, are you opposed, or do you support, uh, you know, doing research, uh, on, on the human heart? Well, yes, it's, if it's in a living and breathing human being, uh, then you're going to be opposed to it because you have to kill the human being when you take it out.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we don't want, I mean, no one would say, I mean, it's, 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 a, in a way, the, the, uh, the debate is mis. Characterized. They tell you it's a debate about stem cell research. Well, it's not a It's about embryonic stem cell research. But it's not even about that. It's about it's about uh, chopping up a human, chopping up a human embryo in order to get his body
0: parts. Right. And we're not talking about a potential human being. We're not talking about um, an embryo that later becomes a human being. The embryo is a human being. As exactly. you said. Yeah. Right. yeah.
1: And we can show that by uh, by embryology. A human a human organ this Biology shows. Biology won't show whether it's a person or not. That has to do. There's more to you know. That has to do with an ethical issue, but biology shows, or embryology, which is the branch of biology that talks about embryos. Embryology shows, without question, in the standard embryology texts uh, out there that are used in medical schools and in in in, 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 uh, bio, in in biology departments, all attest that the life of an individual human. Organism begins uh, at fertilization. You know, when when the sperm and the ovum join, cease to be. Give by their joining, they when they cease to be and give rise to a third thing. That third thing is a new organism uh, 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 at the earliest stages of his or her development. It's uh, the 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 with the sperm and the egg uh, join, then they cease to be. And they gener- generate a third thing. That third thing is not a part of the mother. It's not a part of the father. It, it's growing in its own distinct direction, and uh, it's not it's not subservient to the flu- to the survival and flourishing of the of the mother and who is the organism that it, the larger organism that it resides in. But it's growing in its own direction. It's actively developing itself toward the next more mature stage of a human organism. And that indicates that it is a human organism just at the earliest stages of, of development and it has all of the uh, information and the active disposition to develop itself in accord with that information to the mature stage of a human in which it will it will walk and talk and, and reason and make free choices and so forth so you and I once were adolescents and you and I once were... Children, you and I once were infants. So also, you and I once were fetuses, and you and I once were embryos. Right. Uh, the, the, these are just stages of development of the, of the same human individual right. throughout the, life. There's
0: a there's a distinct beginning point for each one of us. In other words, exactly, right.
1: exactly, and, At, that, and that distinct beginning point. Uh, uh, that, well, that, that, that there's when the sperm and the ovum join. And, there, and then cease to be giving rise to a third thing, a new thing, a new cell, a new organism with its own developmental trajectory, a distinct developmental trajectory. That's the beginning of a human individual. Now, it's also after that, say, um, five days after that, you might have a split, mm-hmm. and then that would be twinning. So right. some of us, if we, if we are monozygotic twins, some of us begin...
0: Uh, monozygotic uh, meaning coming from the same egg
1: yeah, we're, we're generated with the splitting of a, of a, of an embryo
0: it's, so in one sense really then uh, when you are talking about monozygotic twins, really one of them and this is very counterintuitive, but one of them is the parent of the other wouldn't that be correct
1: uh, well, i wouldn't say the parent, but I mean I mean in the sense that uh, in a way I, its it's very much like natural cloning. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, in some way, biologically, it's like the parent of the
0: other. Yeah, but it, it's you had one organism, and now an, a, a second distinct organism comes from that. Yeah, initial. you have
1: one organism. I mean, and, and one human being. The evidence is clear. Like like twinning may occur. Say, you know, uh, most of the twinning occurs uh, monozygotic twinning. You know, where the, where the one uh, embryo splits into two. Most of it occurs between day five and day nine after fertilization, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Obviously, from day one to day five there's uh complex and coordinated development so the that that there's you know by day by day five there are uh at least you know over sixty four cells and so there uh, uh the, the stage between day one and day five there's co- internally coordinated development which is indicated indicating that there is a single human or, a single organism between day one and day five now it's also it, it, it's obvious that it's a human organism mm-hmm. because the direction of its the developmental tra- trajectory is toward human maturation but something happens uh uh I mean, it can be various things, but 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 I mean, we're we're not sure exactly what happens, but but something there's some uh, something accidental occurs. It could be the uh, in the crossing over in one of the in one of the mitotic divisions, or it it could be something else that happens to cause a division in the in some of the between some of the cells and the rest of the cells in the. Original organism, and then those cells at that stage, since they're not yet, they're not yet specialized. Although they were sort of fated to become specialized soon, those cells, because they're not yet specialized, are, are uh, then form a new, a new whole human organism.
0: So th- there was a human organism, a human being, uh, in that sense, uh, mm-hmm. present. And now there's two. It's not as if there's nothing yeah. until twinning occurs. There's one human being, and then something happens where a second is formed from that. In a sense, yeah,
1: I, I think the most. Yeah, I mean, the evidence indicates that you've got you have a human being from day one to say day five or six or whatever the twinning occurs, and at that, that stage, uh, uh, with the division of this human being of this human being, you get the production of a of a second human being, and then that first human being continues to be great. Right. Uh, so, I mean, you have something like this. I mean that with plants for example you, you can you, you have a you, know, you have a nice you know bush there and a nice you know, plant you can take a cutting from that but you take a you know you, you you strip off a leaf down to the stem and then you can plant that in the ground and you have a new plant now that doesn't mean the fact that you can split off that leaf, that leaf all the way down to the stem and then and and thereby create a new organism does not mean that prior to that there was not an individual organism
0: obviously there was a plant was before
1: an individual that. organism and it continues to be the same individual organism but this cutting gives rise or generates a new uh, organism not a human a new plant organism uh, with 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 a with a flatworm, you can do the same thing. A flatworm, it could be running around. It gets cut in two, then you get two flatworms. Well, that does not prove that, that prior to that division there was not an individual pl- flatworm. Right. Similarly, uh, twen- the monozygotic twinning does not in any way prove that prior to the to the division there was not a a, a singular a single developing human organism there.
0: Right. Okay, and the other thing, other related this, really, it's a misnomer then to speak about a fertilized egg. There's no such thing as a fertilized egg.
1: Not yeah, right. Once once the egg is fertilized, it's no longer an egg. It, it ceases. The, the ovum ceases to be. Right. Once once the sperm penetrates the ovum, it change. There's a there's a huge change there. Uh, up until that point, I mean, uh, 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 an ovum or an egg is. Uh, by its nature, it, it, its uh, it, its nature as a gamete is to seek, as it were, uh, and to join uh, the the, the, the uh, opposite type of gamete. So the nature of a of an ovum is to seek out a sperm and 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 join a sperm. Now once it join once the sperm penetrates it, it then changes properties completely. It then there's a chemical change in it to Repel any further penetration of any other sperm to prevent polyspermy, that which is to prevent the uh, entrance of more than one sperm. So from before it was seeking a sperm, now it changes opposite, and now it's no longer seeking a sperm. Now it's now it's repelling sperm. So it, it's no longer the same kind of thing anymore. Right. And of course, once the sperm enters, it the sperm uh, ceases to be a sperm. It it it. Loses its tail, it loses its head, and it releases the genetic content into it, ceases to be a sperm. So the sperm and the ovum, once they join, once the sperm enters the ovum, the sperm and the ovum cease to be. So you don't no longer have gametes. What you have is you have another, a new organism there, and this new organism has within it all of the information that it needs to develop to the status of a to the stage of a mature human, and it has the the developmental trajectory toward that it's doing it begins it immediately begins to do all perform various operations that are moving it closer and closer toward that mature stage right so uh so the ovum it, yeah you're right fertile there isn't any such thing strictly speaking as a fertilized egg it's it's no longer an egg once it's fertilized it's right. it's now it's a it's a it's a uh, an embryo in, in, or an the, embryonic human being.
0: right yeah, yeah, that'd be even the better way to put it, grant, having said all of this and and i mean to me the this understanding of of why any embryonic destructive action, deliberate action is wrong, such as embryo embryonic stem cell research, obviously abortion it, it's so apparent and, and although very substantial arguments can be brought to bear, it's also very commonsensical why. Um, looking at embryonic stem cell research in particular, apart from abortion for the moment at least, why do you think it is that so many people either don't get it or flat-out disagree with, with these, again, fairly straightforward arguments?
1: Well, with, with, I think with embryos, with the very, very early life, uh, there is the, uh, you know, when you see pictures of them, they don't look like the rest of us. So I mean, and they're very small. They're, they're 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 you know they'll say, well, this embryo is is no long you know no small you know no larger than the the period at the end of a sentence. Uh, so there's a uh, I think there is uh, something there that that uh, you know they they're dealing with with you, if you're dealing with appearances there. Well, it doesn't look like the rest of it. it doesn't look human. It doesn't look that. But I, but uh, I think that's one reason. I mean, there may be some other reasons as well. We don't we don't. Uh, it's easier to kill something you never see,
0: right, right. Uh,
1: but uh, I mean there, there, there are various reasons, but one big reason I think is appearances, I think, is that well, you know this thing's very small, I mean this is uh I mean uh, some people they get stuck with that, and they say, well I can't you know they, they, they can't think of something being a person if it's so small mm-hmm. and I think the answer to that is that is that well we're you know we're dealing with an area here that we don't deal with normally. So we can't you know we we we're we're imposing you know, the, what we think of you know what we think of as human the, the, the well our expectations are built up by the kind of human beings we deal with every day and we're not usually d- directly interacting with embryos every day uh so so our kind of expectations and our our even even our our intuitions are sometimes you know are, are might be formed by by that uh the the the, the thing is that in, fa- in fact this human embryo looks at this stage looks like what a human embryo should look like at that stage of development
0: what a human being should look
1: like at that stage That's the, yeah this i mean the, the we and, and of course we should never just go by by mere appearances uh, i mean the uh the the, the famous uh, the, the elephant man that they made a movie of uh, he he you know, he had this disease that made him look grotesque, and, and, and people would uh, react to him with, uh, with disgust and it, you know, to the point where at one point he had to say, I'm not an animal, I'm a human being. And, and he was a human being, even mm-hmm. though to the, you know, they, he didn't look like a human being to them. And the same way here... If something doesn't look like a human being to us, that that appearances can sometimes be deceptive. I mean, this is a sort of basic comment that's truth. Right. So we have to see what the thing really is, and the and the thing really is a human being. And then some some people might say, well, but it doesn't have consciousness yet. I mean, it doesn't uh, you know, it doesn't have uh, awareness. But that's also true of some of a human being in a coma. A Human mm-hmm. being in a coma doesn't have consciousness, doesn't have awareness. But, of course, that doesn't mean it's not a human being. So uh, this, this, this being, even though it's not yet conscious, it has within itself all the internal resources that is needed to actively develop itself to the stage at which he or she will be conscious and he or she will be making free choices and making
0: decisions and there and there's no other organism that has that potential the, neither of the, no. the sperm nor the egg have in themselves have that active disposition right.
1: yeah I, I would I, I you know you and I were never sperm or or, or, or uh, you know we were never a sperm we were never an ovum uh, but, w- but we once were a, a human embryo the the the, hum- the the sperm is oriented toward joining uh, joining an ovum and the ovum is oriented toward joining the sperm uh, and, and they're, they're oriented toward joining each other to produce a new third thing but they're not yet that thing that they produce uh, that they co-produce when they join each other and so uh, so the so the identity the sort of the the, the continuity stops back with the with the uh, zygote We we once were zygotes we once were human embryos right but we, we never were sperm or ova.
0: And I, um, some have commented that it seems like it, that humanity seems to have a problem of of getting caught up with appearances. Obviously, you think of the, yeah. all the other various attempts where, where people, human beings, were um, treated as subhuman because they looked different, whether it was skin color or whatever the case may be.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: And the, the, the other thing here that to me is interesting, this position is says basically that every human being should be treated with dignity and respect. Although you can distinguish between what it is to be a human person and, uh, and what a human being is, perhaps, this position basically entails that, in fact, they are one and the same. So every human being should be accorded the same dignity and respect. Whereas those who deny that an embryo is human being, as you talked about earlier, and we 're just alluding to with consciousness, try to say that personhood begins at some later point they're saying that not every human being has dignity that this yeah
1: there's a there, i mean i think yeah there's a there there are two steps as it were in the, in the in the in the argument one is I think biology and embryology tells us that uh once the sperm and the ovum join then you have a new human organism you have an individual member of the species homo sapiens but now then there's the question of is is every human being a subject of rights what's the what's what's the basis for for the the intrinsic value that a human being has and that's the next step is 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 to say i think that uh, the, 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 and, and get out the the, the truth that we are valuable not in virtue of our size not in virtue of our you know uh, degree of development we're not valuable in virtue of any attributes that we have acquired after we came to be we're valuable in virtue of the kind of being we are uh, uh, we are valuable a human being is valuable in virtue of being a human being and not in virtue of whatever size he has or whatever degree of intelligence he has or whether he has the the immediately exercisable capacity for consciousness, or whatever, he's valuable in virtue of what he is. Now, since he's valuable in virtue of what he is, then he's value, or he's a subject of rights in virtue of, of what he is. Then he is a subject of rights at all times that he exists. There's no time at which, well, yes, you can't say, well, yes, he's a human being, but he's not a subject of rights, because uh, then that what that does is that ties being a subject of rights, or that it tries intrinsic value to some. Attribute such as intelligence or consciousness, or or immediately ex- exercisable de- uh, uh, capacity for consciousness, or or degree of development, and that's when you when you start trying to draw the line there. It's always an arbitrary uh, line,
0: okay? right?
1: Uh, if you're talking about uh, some attribute that a human being has to have in addition to being a human being in order to be intrinsically valuable, well, how much? If he has to have some awareness, how much awareness does he have to have? If he has to have some degree of development, how much degree of development does he have to have?
0: Right, or as you said, consciousness. Well, what about what happens if you lose consciousness? Uh, right,
1: or, or yeah. For example, uh, well, I think some people would say if you lose it at the end of life, then you you're no longer a person. But it, but let's let's say you lose it. Temporarily, does that mean you're not a person then? Right. And you know, and 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 if you are a person, why why are you a person if you lose it temporarily, and and but not if you lose it permanently?
0: Right. Right. And all sorts of problems develop. It seems when, as you said, you try to develop these or create a point after being human, at which point you have inherent dignity. Yeah,
1: I think it's a lot. You know, what happens? I think I think the the people who are in favor of abortion are trying to set up a position that will allow them to kill embryos but not kill other 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 beings that it's obviously wrong that everybody's can see recognizes it's wrong to kill we recognize it's wrong to kill somebody who's in a coma you know at least in a reversible coma yeah. you know but he doesn't have any consciousness he right. doesn't have any you know he doesn't have any awareness you know, he's not doing anything a person who's in a coma is not doing any kind of act that another animal can't do right but he's also, he's not doing anything that an embryo can't do. Right. So, you know, the question is, what they want to do is they want to devise some criterion that will allow them to kill or allow people to kill embryos on the one hand, or in fetuses, embryos, and human embryos and human fetuses on the one hand, but not allow them to kill people who are in comas. Right. But there's no real I there's, mean, there's, there's, there's it, it it's it's gerrymandering some kind of criteria there's no logically consistent criterion you can you can you can devise like that
0: right yeah
1: yeah or or most people recognize that killing infants is wrong a six six week old infant well the, you know most people would say you not know, i mean there are some philosophers like Peter singer and uh uh michael tooley uh, who who would say that killing in- infants is is okay mm-hmm. But most people still recognize it, so it's not okay to kill a six-week-old infant, you know, after birth. But the six-week-old infant isn't really doing anything that you know an embryo or a fetus don't already do. Right. I mean, he's got, he can cry and all that kind of stuff, but he doesn't do anything. He, he doesn't have self-consciousness. You know, He doesn't have concepts. He doesn't have language. The kinds of things that a six-week-old infant is doing are the kinds of things that other animals can do also. The reason why it's wrong to kill a six-week-old infant is not because of the way he looks. It's not because of he's, of what he's presently doing, because what he's presently doing, the kinds of things he's presently doing are also done by... By dogs and cats and kitten, you know mm-hmm. all that kind. of But the reason why it's wrong to kill a six-week-old infant has to be because of what he is, because he's a human being,
0: not what he does,
1: and not what he, not yeah, not what he's right now doing.
0: Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, and uh, we mentioned uh, Singer and Tully. I guess at least with them, they're being consistent. I mean, right. You know yeah. th- that they they're following through the logical conclusion of their principles, mm-hmm. uh, which entail, as you said, the the perspective yeah, then, that it's a
1: uh, o- peter two uh, uh Peter singer was in favor of a trial period right in favor of uh, uh, at least one, I don't know if he still is, but in favor of letting the mother and the father take the take the child home and and try him out for a while to see if they really want to keep him yep and if they don't want to keep him well and then they'd kill him right. he didn't specify exactly how to kill him but
0: but there wouldn't be it's it wasn't morally problematic in any way,
1: yeah yeah but see the the, the thing that that's but even then you see he he even he has to say well at some point it it becomes uh it gets its brain is developed to the point which it has the immediately exercisable capacity for consciousness but then the but even he has the question of right. you know, i think the, the the question of well why why are you demanding immediately exercisable uh capacity for consciousness in other words in a capacity that can be exercised you know within you know within minutes or so now, why you know because the 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 embryo and the fetus has a capacity for consciousness. The difference is that the only difference is that it will take this embryo or fetus months or perhaps years to to to, to uh, actualize that capacity. But why would why should we make a difference between uh, an immediately exercisable capacity versus one that takes uh, a long time to actualize?
0: Right. What's the moral difference?
1: It's, a, it's between... an arbitrary. It's an arbitrary line.
0: Right. Right. So in that sense, you're right. I mean, he's not being completely consistent because it's no, still arbitrary. No, no, I think
1: no. yeah, you see, there's, there's an arbitrary line drawing, I think. I think uh, the only way you can make it where it's not an arbitrary line is where, you, where the line here or the criterion is the kind of being you're talking about. Right. And there's a radical difference then. There, there aren't any there aren't degrees there. there. You either are a human being or you're not a human being. There aren't degrees of being a human being,
0: and human being again is understood as an individual member of the species Homo sapiens.
1: Right, exactly, and and that and that that's there are no gre- degrees of that. Uh, you, you might you know it might not be clear in this or that situation whether we have a human being, but you either are a human being or you're not. So that's a criterion that's. You, you, you don't, it's, it's not a sliding criteria, and it's not an arbitrary one.
0: You can't be half of it's a human, line, being three quarters I mean, of human being or three-quarters
1: of a human being. It's not going to be a question of why draw the line here rather than there.
0: Right. You, yeah, as you said, you, you can't be half or three-quarters of a human being. You can. You, you just are or you aren't, one way or the other. Right,
1: exactly. Yeah. Okay.
0: So it, th- th- this is an issue where it's pretty clear-cut what the 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 right answer is, the truth of the matter is just sort of to conclude, what are some of the issues, or are there issues, I guess, first of all, are there issues where there are legitimate differences among um, Catholic bioethicists in particular? In other words, bioethicists who take their principles sort of from from the Catholic worldview, from the Catholic mentality, uh, are there some issues where there are legitimate differences, and if so, what are they?
1: Yeah, I I think that there are Probably several, but one one I think I'd mention is that uh, this question about um, does does the total does brain death is that does that constitute the death of the whole human being or not? Uh, Most laws, most state laws say that uh, uh, total and irreversible cessation of the function of the human brain is uh, uh, an indication that you no longer have a human being there; that, that that is death. Now. Uh, there are Catholic philosophers and theologians, uh, uh, some disagree with that, and some agree with that. So some would say, uh, uh, and I would be among among these, that there are counterexamples to that. I think that there are some human individuals who are who who are clearly surviving, even though their their brain, including their brain stem has irreversibly ceased; it has atrophied, and so I think. I think, in my view, something else can kind of take over the organization that the brain does at the end of life. So I, I would say that that brain death is not always, you know, is at least not always uh, equivalent to the death of the whole human being. Other philosophers, other Catholic philosophers and theologians think that no, it is. So that, and 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 the Church has not taught definitively on that. So so that's an example of one. You know, there are there are other examples where where. Is not everything the church hasn't spelled out everything, and so there there are areas where where we still have to just try to do the best we can, and uh, the church hasn't hasn't come down one side or the other on
0: these things. And one that I think might surprise some people goes back uh, to what we've been talking about for the last several minutes. That is uh, the beginning of life, especially with regard to the whole question of ensoulment.
1: Yeah, exactly. The, the the church does not definitively teach that the, a human being. Uh, comes to be at at uh fertilization or at conception uh what the church said, does
0: does you said human being there is that we that... have
1: to treat we have to treat the 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 uh the embryo from the beginning from conception onward as a human being uh so if there is some doubt about it you still have to the doubt has to go towards life. But the Church uh, hasn't, hasn't definitively taught that, uh, I think embryology teaches this, but the Church hasn't definitively taught that uh, this occurs at fertilization or, or at, at twinning. You know.
0: What Would it be, maybe another way to put that would be that the Church doesn't teach when human personhood begins? It acknowledges what biology says, but, but hasn't specifically stated that human personhood begins at the same moment?
1: Um.
0: Or is it just that the church doesn't say when the human being it's, it's begins? Being,
1: because I think you, you, okay. you need to have. Yeah, I think it's the human being. I mean, there is this. There is a passage in Donum Vitae where it says, "Well, it's you know, it's got to be a human." But uh, th- I don't think it's a definitive teaching. Okay. In, in the in the uh, uh, I think there's another passage where it says, it says deliberately that they're leaving that question about ensoulment uh, aside. You, you don't really have a whole human being until you have the soul, and and but I think uh, so so. Until you have the rational soul, mm-hmm. and so a, a theologian could consist, you know, could think that insolment, rational ensoulment came later, and he would not be violating church teaching. Now, I think that was—I think that's a mistake. I think I think that's against all the evidence. Uh, of course, he 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 would still, if if he thought ensoulment came later, he would still, in order to be in line with church teaching, he would have to say that we have to treat this as a human person from conception onward. If he thinks that therefore it 's okay to kill them uh, on the grounds that he thinks there 's no soul there then that 's violating church teaching
0: right so so what the church we
1: have to treat what the church says is that we have to treat this as a human person from conception onwards
0: even though from the from the datum of of divine revelation we don 't know at least at this point with with certitude that the, the, it's a human being from the beginning we at least have to presume well, the
1: church hasn't ta- taught definitively the church doesn't say we don't know that with certitude it just hasn't taught that
0: right right that's okay that's yeah that's even i more. mean
1: i think we know with certitude that the human being begins at, at, at fertilization right i think that so i think the the the, the case for that you know g- given the science we've got the yep. case for that is uh, i think uh airtight uh but so, uh uh but
0: so, but, uh, but so nobody should go away from this thinking with any doubt in their minds, because as you said, the, the philosophical, the biological the biological evidence by itself really uh, is sufficient to indicate, uh, yeah, yeah. To, to, to make the case. It's just a matter of what the church has or has not said.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly.
0: Okay. okay. And anything else, Doctor Lee, that you uh, want? We think it would be helpful for people to know.
1: Well, I, you know, the, 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 there's the the general call that uh, Pope John Paul II made to us in in the encyclical Evangelium Vitae to uh, to work for 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 life, to establish a, a a culture of life, and and that means that means different things for different people. Uh, if we're an intellectual if we if we you know then then that means we we need to do some some study in this and we, we have a we have a special responsibility if we're intellectuals um, uh, but uh, and if we're not intellectuals uh, we still have to do some study on it because we, we, we we're going to be talking about this to other people and all of us I think have to do uh, uh, some some praying about this and some sacrificing and some penance and uh, because we are living in some very difficult times interesting times as the as uh, the Chinese uh, saying once said, "Is may you live an interesting time." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We live in interesting times. There's a, but, uh, but, 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 uh, we've been called. Well, our Lord called us to, to work for the least of our brethren, and the Pope reiterated that call that we need to work. To we need to to, to work and pray for a culture of life. And speaking of so I think a special responsibility in that,
0: and especially in terms of you know studying as well. Any, any resources that you could recommend, uh, whether they're books that could be bought or or resources online in particular that people could. Well, I have
1: to. a website uh, online. If, if you did a Google search "Patrick Lee, Franciscan University of Subinville, you'd you'd get to my website. Uh, but uh, there's some better sources than my stuff. Okay. Uh, one one thing I, I would recommend this is, is a friend of mine wrote this. Uh, uh, Scott Klusendorf wrote a little book called "Pro Life 101." And again, if you went on, went online and and or I think maybe Amazon.com might might sell it. "Pro Life 101." That that would be. Uh, that's a great resource, and then uh, William May has some very good things, and of course, Jermaine Grize has some very
0: good things. I, at I, I think it, at least the things that he's written by himself, I think it. Would did you say it's safe to say that uh, it's going to be a little require a little bit more work and patience yeah, to get through? A
1: little farther along. yeah. Okay,
0: but he has written together with uh, I think Russell Shaw um, some introductory texts. Has he not? Yeah,
1: something called uh, Beyond the New Morality, which is good as an introduction to to moral philosophy. yeah.
0: Okay, very good. Well, Dr. Lee, I want to thank you for taking the time to speak with us today.
1: Okay, very good.
0: And uh, very wish good. you the best with all your work.
1: Good. Well, 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 you're doing good work, Chris.
0: All right. God bless you. Thanks. Yep. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Prairie Room Companion uh, with this interview with Dr. Patrick Lee. If you have any questions, once again, please feel free to contact me uh, with any questions or comments you have about this podcast, this episode of Prairie Room Companion, or about the the show in general. Again, my email address is cbergwald, C-B-U-R-G-W-A-L-D, at Thank you for listening, and God bless you.